I'm Zoraida Cordova, and you're listening to the Clashing Sabres Network. It's been a while since we spent some time alone. And when we do, it's in situations like this. I wish I could see you. You could always see me. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Uh Uh-huh. Come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Fredo's gonna leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assume he's a woman. I can arrange that. You're so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No. (laughs) No, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you. (laughs) Well, that's not exactly what I meant. That's probably true. I love you. Welcome to Starships, your uh, daily Star Wars show about ships in the Star Wars fandom. Uh, As some of you know, I usually pick a ship to highlight, uh, but this time I'm going back to uh, talking about some of the issues within uh, Star Wars shipping fandom. And so today we're going to actually talk about racism um, within the Star Wars fandom, specifically how it relates to shipping. And so today, um, my guest is someone who I've been following for a while um, on Twitter, and she's always got something very, like, meaningful to say, and I'm always like, yes, that, exactly. (laughs) So I'm really excited to have her on. Um, uh, Everyone, please welcome Stitch. Hello. Hi. I'm Stitch from Stitch's Media Mix, and it's great to be here. Uh, so I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited. I've been, I was been following you for a while, so um, I really I think it's gonna be great because I know I'm gonna learn a lot. I know, <laughs> obviously, my experience as even as a woman of color is not the same. Uh, so um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I hope I hope everybody gets gets a little knowledge and gets to take away something from this. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me you know it's a it's a it's a big deal it's a big thing um it's not not there like people think it is um but i really wanted before we started going into the shipping aspect talking about the term anti-blackness um because when i was researching um racism in the fandom um if you go to like the fan lore wiki it says racism in shipping and then it says see also anti-blackness so i was kind of like okay what is that what does it mean like what's the difference so so please enlighten me (laughs) so um anti-blackness is obviously part of racism it's it's a racist thing um the reason why it's usually not linked up with regular racism quote unquote like like part of it is fan lore is not always the best organized um which is not entirely anyone's fault actually it's just hard to edit that site but the other thing is that a lot of people really kind of conceptualize it differently so people will understand that um they'll they can more people are able to clock and talk about racism towards other people of color in a way that they for some reason aren't uh black 
people. Uh, but then there's also like how the how anti-blackness works in fandom and outside of it that is just really different from how other forms of racism works. Um, so one of the things I talk about is like harassment towards like black fans. And of course, everyone in fandom really does have there's always the potential that they'll be harassed. But the way that um, black fans, especially like right now, like so we're talking about the Star Wars fandom, the way that black fans have been harassed uh, and slandered specifically is a form of anti-blackness that other fans of color do not necessarily get. Um, so if you saw in uh, January when we were going through it with the Star Wars thing and like Ray Kylo shippers were like literally saying that like I I had a history of harassing other people of color and if anybody has ever spoken to me they know that I usually don't respond to any messages or tweets or texts or I don't communicate well at all I don't communicate at all so it was very like this person these people were like slandering me and they've done it to other black fans um they've done it to holly of diverse high fantasy on tumblr they said that she was um apolo she was an apologist for someone who had um was like trying to like manipulate like a minor or something at holly's like i still have no idea who this person is that they said i was like apologizing for but people believe things about black fans and say things about black fans like nobody checks like so um it's really weird that people are like i hate cancel culture i hate that you can't just ship what you want and people won't cancel you but then the way that these people these same people will turn around and go oh i heard from someone who heard from someone that stitch ate a person you know (laughs) okay and they'll accept that like Except they won't. It's kind of hilarious that the fact that I self-identify as a cannibal on Twitter <laughs> means that no one will believe it. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. That's wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's hilarious. But it's like the disproportionate uh, responses to black fans, the hyper-policing. Like, so I've been locked for, what, two days now on Twitter as of our recording this? Not because, like, I'm upset or anything. I just don't feel like unlocking. But... Uh-huh. Um, every time I'm locked, I find, um, that there are people who are following me from sock accounts who will tweet, um, about what I'm tweeting about while I'm locked. Um, I haven't gone looking this time because I really don't have the energy for it, but like, um, the obsessive monitoring, there are people who have me blocked. Even when I'm not locked, they'll come on my, uh, account and they'll, screenshot and stuff and they'll go to other accounts and talk about what I'm doing and I I'm not saying this doesn't happen to other fans of color or even to white fans who are critical but it does happen to me a lot that people keep tabs on what I'm doing and and you're not doing anything other than like pointing out and saying hey this is bad (laughs) yeah sometimes it's just like wow I'm just annoyed yeah yeah, and I, is it kind of go along with the whole, like, um, black women are angry type situation, like, trope? I'm not, like, I would say yes, although, because it's really interesting that, like, people 
I saw someone censor my my name and it's like stitch is such a common word that there's no way that I would even look for it if I wanted to but it was like the fear of being discovered by me uh, and which like sucks to be them I found it anyway <laughs> but the fear of being discovered by me made them like censor my name and it's like well why are you talking about me you don't like me you know, and it was yeah. that person that was the if you remember my my user, my display name was briefly watch out for stitch because yeah. that's what the tweet said. Watch oh, out okay. for stitch. And it's like, I know I'm cute, but gee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I I mean, I noticed that you get um, just like like you even trying to defend or not necessarily defend, but when you you say like hey don't do that that's like really bad that's problematic especially like i remember the whole situation with john boyega yeah um and there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of comments that were just really i just cannot believe it so that's crazy um especially yeah. because like you're literally just saying you're just point and you're not like doing it in a way that's and I don't quote tweet anyone. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the two people I quote tweeted in my really long thread were the was the person who made the tweet that was, if you had a bullet, a gun with one bullet, who would you shoot, John Boyega or J.J. Abrams? I quote tweeted that so everybody could report it because that's a threat of violence. And then the person who made the fake tweet or Instagram comment uh, with John Boyega supposedly calling... Um, Finn Poe fans, I think, inbreds, like they made a fake tweet, and I, I was like, look at them literally admitting this, because I was like, this is part of what the shippers have been using, to to insult him and excuse their harassment, and it's not even real, and, like, and I used to not um. I used to clip the screen, the usernames out, um, because I was like, even when I didn't have, I have like 4,000 followers now, but even when I didn't have that many, I was like, well, I don't want to expose anyone to harassment. But then people would be like, mm, she just made that up. And no, no. Yeah. No, no. So um, I realized, you like, if you're going to do clown shit on main, you can do clown shit on my main. <laughs> yeah, you don't get the luxury of being believed. Yeah, like. Mm. it's it's a lot and I mean at some point they're gonna have to find a new hobby I just hope it's soon because this is tiring <laughs> yeah this I, is tiring I've got like so many like people I've never inter interacted with I'm just like blocking left and right because of this um and it's just like I I don't t Twitter is not a safe place but you can make it like you know i used to say hey i don't really see this i don't see it because i was catering my like timeline to what i wanted to see you know following the right people um you know muting and blocking and stuff like that but now even even that is just it has become so overwhelming there's just people okay. like yeah i have started using twitter blockchain and, like, it keeps logging me out, which sucks, but if I keep at it, I went from having 20,000 people blocked, and that was manually, wow. to blocking, yes. 
I blocked pretty much everyone in the Voltron fandom. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, but I went from 20,000 to maybe 60,000 in like two weeks. That's crazy. I love That's it. Wild. I mean, it sucks <laughs> that like a lot of people, because it, it wasn't, I did go and I blocked um, some just really terrible Ray Kylo shippers. Yeah. Uh, I blocked all of their followers and some of the like anti-discourse accounts. I blocked all of their followers. Um, but it was actually mainly BTS fandom accounts <laughs> because um, I just, there are specific like protect the group member um, accounts. And so they don't just like, hey, someone is threatening Kim Namjoon, leader of BTS. Let's report them. They're like, someone said he can't cut uh, onions. Let's report them and camp in their mentions and tell them to die. And it's like, I don't have time for that. Wow. I will roast my man as I see, see fit. That's and you will intense. not, yeah, y'all will not, y'all are not going to destroy my sense of love through roasting. So <laughs> when I blocked like two of the big protect, uh, it was like report for Namjoon. And I was like, like, this is going to suck. Thousands of y'all are getting blocked, but. I, I mean, would like to be fine. Yeah, you have to th- you have to very much take care of yourself on Twitter. It's not the best. Yeah. Well, I like it better than Tumblr. None of oh. what everything I've gone through on Twitter would have been a million times worse on Tumblr because once I block someone on Twitter, they have to log out to see my stuff or switch to a side account. Uh-huh. Um they cannot create like so yeah you can create a side blog and engage with me but if i see it i can block you if you're like i can block pretty quickly on twitter Uh you know and on tumblr i would get people like chain reblogging like anti-discourse accounts like harassing me wishing harm on me and stuff and like i couldn't manage that you know, and yeah. I mean, it's not like Twitter is easy, but I can like I'm locked right now. I can do whatever I want. Like if I for some reason wanted to sit there and and soft block every single person with a locked account that follows my main account, I could do that. I can <laughs> do that on Twitter, on yeah. Tumblr. You yeah. Know? So there in some ways it's, it is easier to protect yourself on Twitter. In other ways, it's not. The Internet was not made for people of color to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, like, it was really interesting during the whole um, John Boyega thing in January was seeing um, seeing some of the Ray Kylo shippers complain that they were blocked. Like, someone was like, Stitch has all of the Ray Kylo shippers of color blocked. And it was like, multiples of you have called me stupid before. Why, why would I leave myself open to someone or to a group of people within the fandom who have repeatedly shown that they don't like me and like let's make it mutual you don't like me i don't like you don't look at my stuff like i remember um i had blocked a black raylo shipper ages ago um so i blocked her in like november and during the john blague no uh not during the john blague thing before the john blague thing i think in september um, when my friend Emily wrote an article about, like, the weird kind of culty behavior, like, the swarming and mentions that some of the shippers did, um, that Black Raylo shipper was, like, she was basically accusing me of, um, 
performing for whiteness and i was like wow right and so i because emily is white so i screenshot her tweet saying that and i went this is the black railroad shipper who's going around a block to look at my uh, tweets and here's a tweet from her in September where she was complaining that the Raylo fandom was so racist that Raylo fans of color weren't allowed to have a discord for themselves. And then she blocked me. That's cr- that's so crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. This mm-hmm. is like so crazy and and like this is just like you. This is not taking into account like probably other um right um there are other people who like have had ray kylo shippers call their jobs um there are people who've had um other whisper campaigns essentially there was that one person who had the raylo shipper try to blackmail them like that was like two weeks ago Wow. Like faked uh faked that the ship faked that the person was harassing them and then was like, uh, I won't go to your college if you do these three things and one of them was like say Raylo makes you like aroused. Um the other was oh like and say it like every day and the other was give them fifty bucks on Venmo or something like that. And I don't remember what the third one was if but it was like why are y'all like this? This is truly over a ship yeah that's so that's so much like that seems almost like i like even if i even if you had shown me the screenshots i would have been like no way this is real i cannot fathom um that's so crazy oh my gosh it is honestly one of the weirdest things i i've ever uh seen because it was just like Really, there's also one like so. Um, one of one of my friends uh, was tweeting about all of this, and this shipper was like, "Oh, we just said that to to troll the aunties," and it's like, "So you were racist to troll black people, so you're racist." Got it. <laughs> Got it. Some of the the hoops they try try to jump through is. It's really funny. I just saw. I just saw someone. Uh, where was it? It was so funny. I saw because uh, I've been tweeting about that whole like fiction equals reality, and it's like no fiction does not equal reality. And stop saying that. <laughs> but like anyone, stop saying it. Where was it? Um, people be like fiction equal reality because they need to justify their hate and harassment to fans that like a fictional character, like they're doing activism or something. And this was an Adam Driver, Kylo Ren stan. And it was like, and I, I had this person block knobs and I don't engage, but I wanted to be like, aren't you part of a fandom that has not gotten over the fact that Kylo Ren died? Like, died. <laughs> y'all are still doing this. Y'all are still trending. Ben Solo deserves better. You're still harassing people who work for Star Wars. You're still publicly pooping your own pants because he died. When you could just write fix it fan fiction. Like, I, I keep seeing people talk about and write about how the Raylo shippers are the most important people in the fandom because they what? create so... Yeah, multiple. Oh, multiple no. people have said that. They're all... I have multiple tweets in that long thread that I did, right? So so their their creativity has so much value. Why won't they use it to support their peers? Wow. 
you know, like, if you guys are so important and you guys are so creative, write that fix-it fic. Yeah. You know, leave John Boyega alone. Write that fix-it fic. Here is a novel concept. Um, Obviously, um, past episodes I've talked about The Rise of Skywalker and how it was not my favorite. Mm, Same. Um, But I have, I don't talk about it on Twitter because I don't want to poop on anybody's parade who liked it. (laughs) It's such a, like a, like a novel concept. Like, don't even put it out there if you're not willing to, like, you know, I don't know. Well, it's weird because, like, a, a lot of people that like Star Wars didn't like The Rise of Skywalker, but they're handling it really well, right? Yes. But... At this point, Ray Kylo shippers are still pretty much the only people still yelling about it. And like, come on. It has been Uh, five months. It's, yeah, I remember there was a situation where there was, um, the person who runs the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars Twitter account on her personal was getting attacked, um, when she was simply, like, a- answering questions, um, you know, I-, I don't know if you know, were, were aware of that. I think it was, like, why won't you do this? And she's, like, well, that reads as a negative hashtag and the algorithms. And Oh, that like, chick. That's the chick that accepted people lying on me. She's not a very good social media person, by the way. Uh-huh. I think I can say that because I work in that field. So she ain't that great. <laughs> But, yeah, their response to, hey, if you behaved better, positivity would go a long way, was to be really negative and aggressive until she left Twitter. Yeah. So, regardless of whether you, if you like her or not, like, that's still not the appropriate way to... Right. Yeah. Like, you at Um, least fake it. (laughs) Um, so, obviously, really, we're... I wanted to get into the meat of this um, with respect to shipping. Uh, so it's, and it's not, it's not necessarily just a Star Wars fandom. It's like all the fandoms. I know, um, like, uh, there's this big push for Phil Coulson and Clint to be together in the MCU fandom. They've never even shared a screen time. And that's like one of the most popular um, fix. And then I had versus like, I know you had mentioned it on Twitter, like, any Black Panther fic existing at all is pretty, like, non-existent, even though that's probably one of the best um, and most popular movies. Yeah. Uh, So definitely, it's definitely not isolated to the Star Wars fandom, but um, it's very apparent. um, And uh, just pulling up, like, AO3 stats, um, I know that, obviously, probably people shipped Han Luke... Um, right, like from like day one. Yeah, um, and so Ao three, the Ao three stats for Han Luke fic are one thousand two hundred and fifty sh- uh, stories, versus Han Lando, which is only two hundred and sixty one. And um, you made you brought up a good point in the outline um, that because of the solo movie, there should have been a jump in right. that, like, but there wasn't logically solo should have especially because you had uh so you have the solo film and then you had uh i think was it 
Daniel Jose Older's um, novel. Last shot. Yeah. yeah. You had that novel come out, which was... That was Hando. I don't know what their ship name is. I'm just going to say Hando and regret it. I <laughs> think that's it. <laughs> oh, no. And, I mean, I just... It was so weird that people weren't like, going, oh, man, this is like the buddy cop, the buddy bros, bromance. I love it because it's a ship dynamic that people really like, you know. Um, but I noticed that in one of the articles I did um, on migratory slash fandom that like the dynamics. So people will be like, oh, the reason why I like uh, let's use Stephen Bucky. They're like, oh man, I love best friends who are in the military together and blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. But then, like, they won't do that for Steve and Sam. The archetype does not carry over. Um, the whole, like, military bros or genius bros for, like, so you have Tony and Bruce Banner. Uh-huh. Those are tech bros, science bros. But not Tony and Rhodey, even though Rhodey also graduated from MIT. Same uh-huh. with Tony. Yes. And and so the things that should be really obvious and really good, like, I mean, there's history for Han and Luke, right? Yes, yes. Unlike um, many slash ships, there is no, like, like, there's a deep actual history. So, like, I would compare it more to, or closer to... Um, even, like, Kirk and Spock, just in terms of long-lasting male friendship uh-huh. that queer readers can read into. So, like, I get some of that, but at the same time, Lando's been there almost as long. Yeah. So, why why don't people like him as much? And I know that there are people who actually still hold a grudge for Cloud City. Like, everything that happened there. And it's like, they're not real. Why is your grudge real? <laughs> and and more to the point, like, yes, Han and Luke have a history, but this mo- Solo clearly established that Han and Lando have more of a history than Han and Luke. So that's, um, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I... I got scared for a minute because you were like Steve Bucky fan. And I'm like, oh no, she's going to talk like, about me. I'm a Steve Bucky fan. <laughs> no, so am I. So am I. It's painful sometimes, though. It It, it is. And um, I I mean, I don't ship Sam Steve, but I'm not a multi-shipper. Um, See, I am, I am a multi-shipper. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I can acknowledge that. Well, that's Sam, another thing. Sam and Steve had a meet-cute. They that was the a meet cutest meet cute. This <laughs> warms my cold little heart. <laughs> it's so um, cute. Uh, but um, I think back that... to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Do you want to talk about Kylux and Finpo? Oh yes. Okay. So these are all stats. Um, you just go into Ao3. You can filter, and this is what the number that pops up. So we have, and we have now talking about the sequel trilogy. We have Finn Poe, um, which is my favorite ship um, for the sequel trilogy. Only has 
6,863 figs. And I don't know about anybody else, but I um, do not ship Raylo. So I filter it out <laughs> every time. And so when I when you filter out Raylo, um, as a side pairing, there are that number drops to 5,516. Alternatively, you have Hux Kylo um, <laughs> with a staggering amount uh 10,283 works. Um, even though Hux Kylo, um, the screen time they share is very minimal compared to it's, that of Vimpo. <laughs> it's very minimal, very aggressive. Um, Hux doesn't really have a personality outside of like devotion to fascism until this last movie. And even then, it's more like a, I'm still devoted to fascism, but I hate Kylo Ren more. <laughs> you know um and so this is my villain origin story and i say villain origin story because like, a lot <laughs> of people paint me as a villain because of this but like in 2016 i was in my first semester of grad school and i remember because it was like finals week um and i was supposed to be doing work and i was not and i go on tumblr and this is when i was on tumblr and I saw people talking, uh, I think Destination Toast, who does like the fandom stats, and at the time I was following her, was like praising this like unbiased work about fandom, uh, that, it, that it talked about why uh, Finn and Poe wasn't as popular. And it led me down this like awful gross rabbit hole to Franzeska's, uh, I think it's My Vagina is a Saint, Your Vagina is a Bigot. Oh, which was like a six it stills up you could actually find it on the archive of our own uh because she has no shame and is a racist just saying she knows i feel this way about her because she's a racist just gonna say that again um it is sixteen thousand words of her dismissing fandom history erasing fans of color basically saying that the only people who care about race and racism in fandom are white people who are trying to get approval from fans of color who would just like to ship whatever they want without being bothered. Uh, she ignores really key points of fandom history, um, really big race fails, including the literal race fail of 2009, which was so big that it literally changed fandom for a lot of black people. Um, but I'm that's... sorry, can you pause for just a second? What mm -hmm. What is that? So race fail was... The sci-fi author, so the so transformative fandom, which is what we're mainly in, mm -hmm. runs kind of like intertwining with the overarching science fiction and fantasy fandom, right? So that fandom does a bit of both. It does the creating of fan works, but it also does like the collecting of knowledge okay. at the same time. So you had a science fiction writer, I think Elizabeth Baer, um, she had... She made a, um, not a great post about writing the other, like, so writing people of color, and it, it blew up, it wasn't very good, people were very upset, and it just, the backlashes, because you had, like, white male writers threatening to blacklist um, writers and fans of color, you had people who, to this day, um, put fans of color on block lists and watch lists. Wow. Um, and it was a very notable moment, especially for older fans. So 
I'm almost 30 and I was like very on the periphery because I'm nosy. It was nosy even then. So like I saw it, but I wasn't part of it. But like uh-huh. older fans who were in their 20s then and yes. up um, who were in science fiction fandom and who were in transformative fandom pinged it. And um, it definitely shaped what they learn for better or for worse. Uh, I I talked about this last year that what I feel that people learned from race fail uh, and the idea of a race fail on top of that was how to hide that you're in the middle of one, you know? So instead of like, so what Franzeska did is to me a race fail, right? Like she wrote this Uh whole essay erasing race and to top it off, she then wrote uh, the same day, I think, or within a few days of her big racist essay, she wrote a post, also on the archive of our own, it's still up, where she decides, uh, she lays out three reasons why Finn Poe, uh, people say Finn Poe uh, isn't as popular as Kylux, and it was racism, kink shaming, and something else. Um, God, do I not remember but those three things and then she decided that it was not racism and that i think at one point in her in her little thing she decided that it's okay to write racist stereotypes if they're sexy i vaguely remember mandingo coming up and don't look up mandingo if you are a child listeners it's upsetting very upsetting very racist but it was just really messed up and then all of the comments were people going like yeah oh, I agree with you so much. Thank you for saying this. Social wow. justice, purity politics. And this was in 2016. If Francesca wow. wrote it now, people would probably be like, oh, yes, queen, sticking it to the aunties. And oh, it's just God. like, Francesca's a racist. I mean, she is not hiding it. <laughs> not at I... all. Um, I am almost tempted to go look this up, but I'm scared to. It's so (laughs) frustrating. Uh, You will shout. Uh, I shouted. I still shout. Um, (laughs) I still shout. Um, And the thing is that, uh, unlike Raylo, which I don't like Raylo, there was like a two minute, like where I was like, oh, I guess in an alternate universe, this could be not terrible. Um, Before I went, you know, like, at no no point have I gone oh yeah, I hate Kylux. I, I don't really think of Kylux beyond Kylo Ren and Hux is a ship that exists because these are two white dudes. And like mm-hmm. people will be like, oh, they're villains. We love villains. Okay, so you guys gave him a cat. You write college AUs and coffee shop AUs. You really don't have them doing anything villainous. Like This is also my beef with the Hannibal Lecter fandom. Because they're like, we like villains. And I'm like, you guys write boring villains in your fanfic then. Because if I like a villain, they're going to be doing some villain stuff. Mm. Y'all are like... That's the reason why you say you like them. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I've noticed that with with Kylux and with Raylo, people are like, "Uh, the reason why I like this pairing is because villain, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, what if he was... What if they were not villains in my fanfic? What if they were good guys? And it's like, y'all are boring. <laughs> y'all are boring. So boring. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so I don't have um, 
I don't have direct beef with Kylux. There are some Kylux shippers I don't like. Like, so when all of this was happening with Francesca, a lot of Kylux shippers of color were like, uh, there was this one, she was Chinese, and she mentioned that she was Chinese in her, in her rebuttal of us black and uh, Latinx uh, people talking mm -hmm. about what we were seeing and why we were frustrated. And she was like, as a Chinese fan who ships Kylux, does that mean I'm racist for liking the ship? And it's like, no one's talking to you, A. But B, how are you shipping it and how are you shipping Finn and Poe? Like, what do you think about them, you know? And for the most part, Kylux fans don't think of Finn and Poe, which is not great. It's not. But it's uh -huh. also, like, they're not actively out here, like, oh, man, harassing John Boyega over it. Uh-huh. So, um, could you say it's okay to ship? Hugs well, and Kylo. So, at the end but, of the day, it's uh -huh. like at the end of the day, because like a lot of people don't get like my actual stance on shipping. Uh -huh. I don't care what anyone ships, uh -huh. right? Like, yeah, like you personally, individual shipping thing. I don't care, right? Uh -huh. Yes. So you can ship whatever you want. I've read great Kylux stories. I do not read Raylo stories, so I can't tell you if they're good or not. I've read great Finn Post stories. I've read horrible Finn post stories mm -hmm. there are people who ship things that i will never like who are great people i am someone who has shipped things that people will never like and i'm a great people so <laughs> the real question is it because it's not about is it okay right because apparently the heart want, wants what the heart it's wants, the heart wants. <laughs> so you will ship whatever you ship my opinion on your ship doesn't really mean much and I don't think, even with, there's no ship that I'm like, no, there are some ships I'm like, mm, why do you ship that? That's uncomfy. But like, <laughs> the idea of answering that question, is it okay to ship something, is like, mm, I don't like that. Because I don't really care, but also I don't really want power. Uh huh. I don't want to be that, is it okay if I ship this? Because uh, I... I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to be like, no, it's not okay. No. Or yes, it is okay. And then you're like, oh shit, my life's messed up. It's so you're saying it's, it doesn't matter what you ship. It's how you treat other shippers, particular, specifically. That's what I focus on. Okay. That's, thank then, you. Okay. And then generally I don't really engage with shippers unless like we're shipping things together. Uh -huh. Like in my friend group, my social group, I care about shipping with them, but like, you're a random, not you, but the abstract you, is a random person on the internet, right? Uh -huh. Like, the idea of someone shipping Kylux, like, whatever, it exists. The fact that fandom is like, oh man, you know who should be the focus for slash fic in this fandom is pretty much primarily f Kylux, that bothers me. You know, the focus endlessly on whiteness bothers me. Yes, it's especially when, um, in this case, you have ships that are um, not necessarily just, canon, I would say, but like they I would have say just as accessible. Okay, just because accessible. because like so the whole I like villains. Okay, so why can't you write villain Finn Poe? Why can't you write anti-hero Finn Poe where they're trying to save the galaxy the only way they can why is it that you it is easier to imagine 
Kylux as good guys, so pure they can't do anything wrong, than it is to do anything with heroes of color who are close and who are friends in this franchise. Wow, you're blo- oh, Thank you. <laughs> That's... I'm learning so much. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's okay. I'm. I have to. That's so deep. Thank you. <laughs> that's like. I have no words for how you clearly put that in perspective for me. Thank you. <laughs> I think. I think as someone who is um, not black, but who is a woman of color, um, you know, I I encounter. I encounter like racism as well, but it's it's hard for me to kind of vocalize like why. So um, that's very clear in how you laid it out. So I appreciate that. So now I know <laughs> um, how I can say, "Hey, this is why." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, and we're not just talking about like like male slash male no, um... thick. Because we've we've seen this in other things across fandoms. We've seen it with like fem slash. Um, I think almost all of the because fem slash is unfortunately notably less popular than pretty much anything, which is terrible. Lady shipping yeah. is good, and <laughs> I love it. But even in these smaller fandoms, you see the prioritizing of white whiteness. You mm-hmm. see. Um, the bigger example, not necessarily, oh, why are you shipping these two white women over this, these two women of color? What you usually see in Femslash is um, the white lady slash ship being prioritized over a man of color. So super core fandom with um, James Olsen. Uh, that fandom continues to be racist to him and to McCad Brooks. And McCad isn't even on the show anymore. Um, I remember it was a situation, I think there was even, like, a, um, it was, like, from the, 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 I remember the actors had said something. Yeah. And the fandom got, like, super, like, the super fandom got super. Because it was, it was, uh, if it's the thing I'm thinking of, they were, so it was a bunch of the cast, and they were not necessarily mocking, but they weren't being super respectful of the ships. Yeah. And there were like five or six people of the cast there, and and McCad was there, and he was the only one they zeroed in on. Uh huh. But I remember um, it was clearly Jeremy Jordan who said something. (laughs) Yeah. And he's obviously. Yeah, he's fine. White. He is quite white. (laughs) (laughs) They just decided that it was, no, it's McCad's fault. And it's like, at the end of the day, I don't understand why anyone actually thought that Supercorp would be canon. Um, maybe it's because I grew up with Smallville, and while I shouldn't have wanted Clark and Lex to get together because, God, Lex is an adult, but I was 12, <laughs> with no sense. And obviously neither did he, because obviously who has 15-year-old friends when you're, like, 30? Disgusting. Stop it, Lex. Yes. But, like, maybe it's because I was in that fandom, and I was like, this is never happening. No, that at no point have I ever watched any other DC superhero show and went, oh, okay, this non-canon ship will happen. Like, mm-hmm. not happening. And I know that um, 
Arrow, Arrow fandom is a cause of a lot of really racist stuff, not necessarily because of their fandom, but because of what the fandom achieved. The fandom achieved a non-canon pairing. Um, they fought really hard for Dinah Lance's Dinah Lance, who in the comics is with Black with uh, Green Arrow. They fought really hard for her character to be killed off, or whatever, so that Oliver Queen could end up with Felicity, who was I think created for the show, and so because fandom won. Other CW superhero fandoms were like, oh, we can do this. We can bully our way into uh, our pairing. And with the Supergirl fandom, it looks like it had worked initially because the first season was all like Kara chasing after uh, James Olsen. And then the start of the second season, she's like, "Mm, it's not you, it's me. We can't be together. And then she never ended up with anyone they wanted her to end up with. (laughs) And then the... Flash fandom was like, oh, well, well, we want Snowberry instead of uh, West Allen because she's not our Iris West. And, and, and it's very racist. It yes. remains very racist. And they, a lot of people really do think that they can, because of, of uh, Olicity, the ship on, all, on Green Arrow, then they can bully their way into getting the ship they want. Um, and it's just like, it's not going to work the way you want it to. Yeah. That was a fluke. <laughs> um, so I'm mad at myself because I didn't think to to even compare uh, Finn Ray works to other femme slash works with Ray. Um now oh, that so you brought that up. <laughs> talking about but, the the lady shipping for Ray is really stressful too because Frey would be like again multi shipper. I would love some lady shipping with Ray. I would love any pairing because again, I am the ultimate multi. <laughs> you know, uh, so I'll yeah. be like, ship 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 ship. <laughs> I, I mean, I like I said, I'm not genuinely a multi shipper, but. Ray Rose has a really cute oh, ship name, so I was like, that's cute. They do um, really cute. Um, Ray and Jessica Pava, even though they've never met, I was super into that, but I think that's mostly because it was like a side pairing for a lot of Finn Poe fi- uh, fics that I read. And I was like, yeah, yeah I get, I can get behind this. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, I know I that there were people who shipped Ray and Phasma, and I was like, I can't get behind that because she's no. terrifying and evil no. and terrifying. That's the important thing. She's scary. <laughs> Um, no, I, I did note down though that, uh, as far as works go, Finn Ray only has 1,821 works compared to Ray and, okay, and, and I have to preface this because there's like multiple tags for this pairing, so Ray slash Ben Solo line Kylo Ren is 19,288. Um, the Kylo Ren slash Ray tag is 13,546 works. And then the Ray Ben Solo tag um, is 5,419. That is a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, <laughs> and 
<laughs> and I mean, I guess that's why, because remember how I mentioned that whole thing where people kept saying that they're, they're the creative backbone of the fandom. And I mean, if you're going on it from sheer numbers, uh, yeah, I guess if that's all you're counting. But what else do they do for fandom aside from that and harass John Boyega? And, okay. Oh, and charity. They do charity, but it is very petty. And while I normally like being petty, petty charity is just weird. Um, I, to be honest, I, the Ray, the Raylos really confuse me. And uh, I'm really bothered by them. Because it, like, I just don't understand. There's this huge, like, uh, there's a huge divisive between Raylos and Finpos. Um, and so obviously Finpo, they're both they're both men of color mm-hmm. um, versus Ray, a white woman, and Ben, who is also white. Unless people um, are trying to say he's actually secretly Native American and or Jewish. I've I've also seen um because <laughs> because Leia is a uh, <laughs> Like, because she is an Organa, and obviously the Organas were from Alderaan, uh, they're uh, they're coded as uh, Latinx. Um, He is also a Latin king. Oh, I That hurts. That one was really hurtful. Uh, (laughs) That's not even how that would work. I know. Yeah, that was really, really... uh, that one really got me. I was like, what is happening? Why am I seeing this with my own eyes? Um, it's, it, it's, I just don't understand <laughs> um, to a certain extent. Um, I, like, the, the Raylos. <laughs> well, it's like, and so the thing is that I do understand um, some of it because the whole thing is is that they're actually not that different from many other ships. They're not different from like Snowberries in the Flash fandom or Olicity or um, some of the people who ship Bellamy and Clark from the 100. Like they're shipping kind of a default, right? Uh-huh. They're shipping yeah. a pairing yeah. that is visible across much of media. Yes. You know? But the the thing is that because it's a default, they think it should be the default. Uh-huh. So you have people... So so the idea that, like, like they kind of, not gaslit, mm, brainwashed themselves into thinking, this will be our ship, this is going to have the happy ending, this is the main character. And it's like, again, just love your villains as they are. Yeah. And I know... I was just going to say, if they hadn't pushed so hard for, like, Ben Demption, Kylo Ren probably would have gotten a better ending. Yeah, I... Um, that makes a lot of sense. You're putting a lot into perspective, because I know one of the big issues that I had is that, um, I am... I am half Mexican and half Guatemalan, so... Uh, Oscar Isaac is Guatemalan, so Poe is a big deal for me. And the way that the Star Wars fandom works is is very clear that Poe, Finn, and Rey are the trio of the group. And they were, like, erasing Poe. And they were like, no, the, the trio is 
Finn, Ray, and Kylo. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, that default, like, like that erasure that's pulling, putting aside this man of color, um, I think is what really, um, because I I had no problem with them, really. Um, And then I started seeing that kind of discourse, and it was just really upsetting to me Um, and frustrating. uh, What I didn't like was how, um, when you'd talk about how the fandom was kind of, like, actively racist, like, Raylo fandom was actively racist, they'd be like, uh, but we ship Finpo. And it's like, how do you ship Finpo? Are you writing stories about them where they are both equally well represented or are you writing Raylo with a side of Finpo you know where they're the sassy gay friends like you can't do that I mean you can physically do that obviously I can't stop anyone (laughs) but like you're gonna be like hashtag not racist while doing something that is racist you are literally reducing two characters of color to props for your your ship and like I think, like, at the end of the day, like, so nothing about this has been surprising up to the harassment of John Boyega and the harassment of different people. So I guess harassment overall is what makes Raylo different for me, because, like, I've seen people who ship, again, ship things I would never ship that I don't like or that I was like, oh, I like this a little bit until the fandom showed up, right? Mm-hmm. And at every point, it was just like, whatever, I don't care, it's not a big deal. But it was the response to talking about Raylo. I think the only fandom that's been that aggressive um, was Steric fandom and Teen Wolf, because they're <laughs> still doing it. So if you uh, yeah. if you tweet, uh, "Wow, the Steric fandom was really racist towards Tyler Posey," you will get harassment. Still yeah. in twenty twenty. It is a uh, I as someone who was in the Teen Wolf fandom. <laughs> Yes, that was a really big, um, that was a really big thing, too. Um, I remember, and to me, it was like, I personally, I don't know if it's because, like I said, I'm a woman of color, but to me, I didn't understand why, and I, I still to this day don't understand why it has to be one, it has to be one, like, why can't you do, why can't you ship? Derek Styles and Scott Styles. Right. Or, or if can't... you don't ship Scott and Styles, because like one of my one of my best friends loves Steric, right? Mm-hmm. Like she got me into the Teen Wolf fandom and she was Steric and I was like, I'm gonna just ship everybody. I hope you're okay with that. And she was like, I will never read your Scott Scott your Scott Styles stuff. That's my no TP. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. I am okay with that. But she never hated on him. She was, she's just like, I still don't understand why people hated him. And maybe it's because she's also a woman of color, you know, but that doesn't, I mean, because like the biggest, baddest podcast, like the, the rudest people in the Teen Wolf fandom to this day are like three black people who run a podcast um, and they're just awful. They yeah. literally harass uh, the hell out of you. Same thing with the Raylo fandom, though, like some of the most vocal racists in this fandom are women of color. Do you, um, it's wild. That's, that, yeah, like, uh, I, I don't understand. <laughs> um, well, I have a whole theory, but it's long and it does involve very, very sharp language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a whole thing about, like, mm, 
you know what Highlander is? Highlander? No. Okay, so the Highlander is like this like sci-fi series from like the late 80s, early 90s. And they're immortals who, um, at the end of the day, there can only be one. Oh, And they kill each other, (laughs) I think. I didn't finish it. Season two killed off my favorite character, so I stopped watching. (laughs) (laughs) So, not entirely sure what happens next. But, it's like many fans of color, their positions in fandom are so precarious that they feel like they can only, there can only be one. And so you see it all across all sides. There are people who have blocked me because they want to be, or, or told their friends to block me or whatever, because they've told their, they want to be the knowledgeable fan of color talking critically about fandom. There've wow. been, it's happened. And it's like, if I was 12, I'd totally do that. But like, I'm almost 30, so I won't do that. I'm but I, under- <laughs> I understand, though, that yeah. if your position in your social group kind of hinges on you being unique and, you know, and your uniqueness is tied into something, like, so so in that case, it's being the person who talks about racism, you're going to want to make sure that you are listened to and that you don't have competition. In uh. the steric in Raylo fandoms, it's being that... F- oh, also K-pop fandoms do this, too. It's being that person who goes, that's not racist. That person's just trying to get woke points. Because if you're the cool friend dismissing racism, you get to stick around longer. Um, I haven't clocked this with Raylo or... Raylo because I, I don't keep up with them. Because uh, why would I do that to myself? And then stare at because by the time I started really thinking about this, I was out of the fandom and had blocked everyone anyway. Um, but with with BTS's fandom, with K-pop fandom, there are a couple of accounts with upwards of 10,000 followers who are black people, black women usually, and they are aggressively, aggressively that cool black friend. They're like, so like how I'm doing my series on Mm K-pop and they would not like that. Like I'm a significantly smaller account, so they don't really see me. Right, my account does uh-huh. not really scream K-pop, so they're not coming across my work. But if they were, if, let's say tomorrow, my favorite member of BTS showed up with like blackface. God forbid. Now I've put that in the universe. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but let's say he did, oh. and I talked about it, probably while crying, because that's my man. <laughs> they would be like, "That's not blackface. That's not offensive. That's just him trying to show his love of culture because." They need to be liked, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and it's yeah, really no, interesting I, because like makes a lot of sense. They'll call out anti-blackness from other groups. So, someone who's like, uh, "Don't talk about what you weren't here for. Don't talk about BTS's cultural appropriation, whatever." Right? Mm-hmm. Will call out like uh, Idol, G Idol for. Um, cultural insensitivity they'll call out uh, mamamoo for blackface mamamoo's thing was 2017 and while i still haven't forgiven them it was still in 2017 you know so is if you can if you can say we don't talk about something that happened at this point right Uh for your group then why are you talking about it for another group i feel yeah that's why i talk about it for all groups and that sucks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, like oh, that man. that desire to be liked, to be well positioned in fandom, like that drives a lot of fans of color to 
supporting racism in fandom or in source media. And, like, I get it. I wouldn't do it. Again, I have sense. But I get it. I get wanting to be like, it sucks that, like, people really just hate me in fandom. That's not fun. No, I mean, this is your fandom. It's supposed to be where you get your enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, for me... um, in my like in the in the clashing sabers um i'm the only <laughs> person of color so it's kind of like it for me it's like i don't i have to be the one to be like hey <laughs> you know um that's that's like when um i don't know if you watch any of the animated stuff um, i was considering it there's so well, much <laughs> well the last the last series of the clone wars had um the Martez sisters, and uh, of course, they had their plotline was tied to spice, oh, uh, be, no. being spice smugglers or spice runners, and and like be like we spent a good um, portion of the episode talking about like that arc and and stuff, but it wasn't until the very end where I was like, um, just let me remember, remind you guys that it's not cool that Star Wars keeps coding its Latinx people as like spice runners or smugglers or whatever like that's pretty pretty racist and i have to like constantly uh be that person yeah um because it is but like it is important to me um and as i'm sure it's important to other um fans like me um but yeah to me it gets a little it's like i have to call this out again you know what i mean right like I would love if people would just go like, oh, man, like with um, the latest things, like people not clocking that conveniently the same day that John Boyega, his comment about like, I, I don't ship things, I'm 28, starts blowing up around fandom that a Raylo shipper starts complaining about ageism in fandom. Like, I hate that I always have to be the one to go like, uh, do you guys realize that this is clearly shady? Like, with the the aunties are at it again, the fake website, like, that was blowing up, like, two days ago. I didn't even really say anything. I made, like, one subtweet because it was just like, it's not worth it because you guys are always going to fall for this. You are always going to be like, you guys will, will always assume that the the white lady in fandom is doing this thing on the level like everybody and that's the thing that bothers me people keep going like oh stitches blah 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 bad faith bad faith and it's like do y'all not see these white women in fandom literally making stuff up mm-hmm. like that website the the protectorate archive so that people can only post wholesome content was so fake that if it was a piece of art in Animal Crossing, that little owl wouldn't have taken it. Uh-huh. Like, two seconds of research showed me, like, the photo they were using was a stock photo. The site had only been up for, like, maybe two weeks. Like, it was just so over the top. And yet, countless people that I know and that I'm mutuals with are like, oh, look at this. And then the person who shared it was a Raylo shipper. And nobody uh-huh. clocked it and went, oh, man... I have to think about this more. They're just uh-huh. like, oh, aunties, sex negative. And it's like, I understand that you guys understand words, but can y'all Google anything? 
Like, at no point did they look for the site themselves. At no point did they do detective work. And it's like, y'all can find out where a celebrity is staying on vacation with their mistress, but you can't figure out when a site is faked? Okay. So, like, it's like that selective being like a selective mute yeah like <laughs> that that gif of mariah carey i don't oh, know no. suddenly i can't, can't read. read can't read can't see mm, sorry mm-mm. but it's like fandom and it's all the time and it's like i'm so tired that's why my my current display name is like i'm sick of y'all i think i don't even know if that's what it is but like if it's not that it will be it's just so tiring oh yeah it's that i'm just tired of y'all <laughs> but it's um. just like it has only been like two weeks and it's like every couple of days it's some new thing. Yesterday it was the, the therapist, the person claiming to be a therapist, talking about like what content uh, everybody should be able to create whatever they want and writing her thread aimed at aunties. And it was just like, y'all know that's not a real therapist, right? <laughs> y'all know that's Google. not a real therapist. And that even if it is a real therapist, they're a bad therapist because you don't air even vaguely your client's business to win internet arguments. No. Especially one that nobody was having with you. Nobody went, hey, at whatever your name is, as a therapist, how do you handle this? She just made a thread. Goodness. And it's just like, y'all keep falling for it. And I just, (laughs) I'm embarrassed and I'm annoyed. Like, I believe in some stuff. Like, I am supremely gullible, but I am not as gullible as people in fandom. <laughs> Golly. Oh my God. This is, this is wild. I'm learning some <laughs> stuff. I'm getting an education. <laughs> um, I know we kind of touched uh, upon it a little bit. Um, like, why, um, like, you know, with Kylux, it's mm. the two. Uh, it is absolutely two white guys. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a, that's a actual thing um it's a specific term it's called two white guys um and that's basically um when you will ship whatever two white guys are there because they're the two white guys yeah. I guess. and like i met like i had mentioned earlier um definitely you could see it a lot in the mcu fandom with a, a colson and clint still angers me to this day yeah i don't get it they have never had a conversation i have read some really good clint colson but that's the whole thing though it has nothing to do with canon they don't know each other they've never interacted colson didn't even have a personality for like much of his much of the time those fics were written, he wasn't really doing anything because a lot of Clint Coulson fics were written early on. Um, so between Thor, which was what, 2011? Uh, I don't think, know. Because I, I went on a date yes. to see that. That's how long ago it was. I went on a date <laughs> to see Thor. Um, <laughs> on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first episode. Uh, so the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was September 2013. Okay. Thor, first film, 2011. So yeah. in those three years, right? Like, I, yes. I, I feel like it was literally three years. <laughs> um, you had maybe half of the Clint Coulson works. We didn't know anything about anything, anything about yeah. <laughs> Coulson. Yeah, And even the initial focus of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't on Coulson, which is why it was kind of good. <laughs> it was on uh, Daisy, 
Uh, I'm yeah. not sure that's what her sky. That was what they were calling her at first. Um, and and I mean, Coulson absolutely grew on me. Coulson is a pretty good character now. Clint is still terrible and doesn't really have much going on. <laughs> no. But yeah, um, there's also the two white guys aspect of what was it? Um, Inception. Uh huh. The, the Arthur ins- Ames. Yeah. Which yeah. again, love that ship. Love it. And it's one of those, like, so if you go on the fan lore page for two white guys, they're like, this is, um, it's a, it's a two white guy ship that doesn't take away from or sideline characters of color, right? And part Uh, of that, though, is because they're ignoring, well, no, 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 they're ignoring that there are characters of color who are similarly underdeveloped, right? Because nobody in that film is developed. Uh Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Maybe. But nobody else... (laughs) Right? So they're uh-huh. all like blank slates for us to write upon. But because you have uh, Saito, the Japanese character whose uh, dreamscape they're invading in. I have not seen this movie in a while, but um, he's hot and that's why I remember him. <laughs> I and don't his, remember. And his, his dreamscape <laughs> is like really cool. Like I remember uh-huh. going, what is this? This is amazing. Um, yeah. And then you have uh, the chemist. Uh, he's cute. And they're men of color, and they are not, um, they're not represented, really, in fandom. Um, I remember, the only times I remember seeing them, um, people use, like, to use Saito as a villain in Eames Arthur stories, or as an ex for Arthur or Eames. Um, uh, with the chemist, whose name I cannot remember, um, but he's usually, like, comic relief, or a friend one story that i was reading years ago uh because i am like that it's a very long abo story because i'm all about that alpha beta omega me too and people understand (laughs) that this is a thing they're just gonna have to deal with from me um (laughs) but it's really good and it it branches out to include characters of color and one of the characters of color is the chemist dude's nephew and Mm. so like there are little pockets you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. So every so often you're like, well, people remember. This is good. But part of why these um, characters are seen as blank slates, uh, like the white characters are, is because they're very blank. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea, like, Clinton Coulson doesn't take away from any other pairing, but no one realizes that the people that Coulson is closest to are people of color. Yeah, what about, like, all the Colson May stuff? <laughs> or Nick Fury. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, that should be your ship. Because that would be good. Like, that's some trust right there. Ugh. But then, knowing fandom, it would be, like, weak baby Colson and hulking man-beast <laughs> Fury. And... Oh, God. <laughs> I would be upset. <laughs> That sounds horrible. <laughs> yes, one day I'll tell you about the most racist story I ever saw in the MCU fandom. Oh no! It okay. stopped me from reading MCU fanfiction for like oh my gosh a oh. while. I was like, if this is what the rest of this is gonna look like, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And I think that's how I ended up with Teen Wolf, which was not a better choice. <laughs> oh god! I was like, oh friends, are you into anything interesting that's not racist? And then it was Teen Wolf, which is like that it, it it is like that um 
like I said, I don't ever, I don't understand why, um, as someone who is a Derek style shipper, I never had a problem with Scott. Um, he's just so cute. Yeah. And and they specifically, there are specific tags like, uh, Scott is a bad friend. And he is not. Also, he was a teenager for most of the series. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, like, I think Scott is can be a bad friend, but not like I'm phys- like well, in, like, ev- in the way that a teenager. Yeah, he's a teenage exactly. Boy. He's not going to be perfect, and it was just so weird that like people were like, Scott is the worst friend ever, and I'm like, do y'all miss where uh, Styles made him drink out of a dog bowl uh, <laughs> and got him beaten up and uh, endless things. Because yeah. Styles is also a bad friend. Because they're, they're teenagers. Te- yeah. <laughs> they're teenage boys. They suck. And that's kind of okay. Actually. But like people are like, oh I remember, um it was really interesting. So like talking about like this is not Star Wars, but talking about the sidelining of people of color of the Hotel California episode. Um where or motel california where they go on the trip and they're staying in the haunted hotel the haunted motel yeah and when the teasers for the episode came out a lot of steric shippers kind of like publicly lost their shit like because they were expecting for some reason um derek and styles to get together in that episode even though derek is a grown man not in a high school field trip um and so when it was danny and one of the twins they were like oh we should boycott and it wasn't like tens of thousands of shippers but it was like hundreds of shippers who were like retweeting and liking or reblogging and liking posts that were like uh the wrong pairing ended up together and and they rewrote c and so it was derek and styles in the hotel uh, and the Star Trek fandom did something similar with uh, Hikaru Sulu uh, in Star Trek Beyond. He has the the quick like blink, almost blink if you miss it. Like Hikaru Sulu has a has a husband and a daughter. Mm-hmm. There were people who were pissed. Spock and Kirk shippers, uh, McCoy, um, McCoy, yeah, and Spock shippers who were like, uh we deserve our historical queer moment why is the wrong ship canon and it was like why is representation solely found in the bodies of white men for you guys yeah like well i mean i was i don't know if this is the same i don't think it's the same but i i know i was certainly really upset um uh, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when they had the um, the women kissing, yeah. Um, well, that but was I too think... short. Uh... That's a problem. Like, wow, blink if you miss it. Representation isn't representation. Uh yeah. And and I just I was really upset because I was like, you had the perfect opportunity with Finn Poe to have that, um, and you gave it to like people that characters that nobody knows about or is invested in and that they didn't Um, try to get people invested in yeah like they weren't like at the beginning of the movie here are these two women going through it you see them throughout the film going through it fraught with love end of the film celebratory kiss there's nothing there it's just like a hashtag we are woke now and it's like no you're not (laughs) 
<laughs> no. I'm um, not going to congratulate uh and, and and I'm not going to congratulate any person for making that kind of mediocre representation. And then on top of that, if it was to like keep people from yelling at them, they still got yelled at. Yeah. Like the haters still hated. Just And I think there's like <laughs> we're going a little off topic here, but there's something like like that it's inherent like it would be inherently like sexual or anything like it it has to be like explicit for it to be and uh, explicitly sexual for it to be like that there on screen when obviously star trek they had him go um walk up to his husband and their child like that's right it. and i no... think there's an earlier mention in the movie where he mentions his husband yeah so it's like you didn't have to do something explicit like that that you could have just like i personally would have liked um like finn uh poe holding out his ring and you know finn putting on the ring the necklace with the ring on it like that would have been like very clear like this is the ship uh the the it's it is it is what you think it is without having to be explicitly or overtly sexual and the people like casual like viewers would have not really gotten it and then to those who are fm po shippers it would have meant everything i also think that they should just go for it like just straight up they should have kissed yeah (laughs) you know just because like do you want bigots supporting your content no okay don't pander to them yeah if you're, you know, like, you're like, oh, we want representation, representation matters, give us representation. Like, full yeah. on. Like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> we should probably get back to um, the actual reason why we're here. Uh, not just my personal gripe with the, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, so, obviously, um, the two white boys um but then there's um like some like another reason why this happens racism and shipping happens is because they people are choosing to sideline like the poc and the women yeah um um you see it very clearly here uh star wars fandom is very much like mm, not paying attention to um well us so you you see it so yeah. with like i mentioned with kylux kylux fans if they mention finn and poe their background characters kylux usually does not mention finn and poe um or ray right so they tend uh-huh. to do the sidelining right complete yeah and not just the the people of color the right the, they do the both women things. too <laughs> um and then with raylo uh you see um you see, so Rose is turned into, like, the helpful buddy uh, who's there to, like, get Ray and Kylo together somehow. Um, and I don't understand that. Um, and then Me Finn either. alternates between being a bad guy uh, that Kylo has to rescue her from, Ray from, or he is, like, Rose's jock boyfriend or or um, Ray's adopted brother, anything to remove him from the running as a potential partner. And, like, 
I would prefer it if they did it the way that the Kylox shippers did, where it's like, nobody else exists in the universe but these two white people. (laughs) (laughs) Because what you get otherwise is, like, really racist content. Like, um, there's the Beauty and the Beast uh, story where the summary as of, I think, January when I wrote my post... Uh, and I linked to it as of January, Finn's name was still in the summary. They made, the author made Finn Gaston. And they made him Gaston. And so he's like very aggressive sexually and romantically towards Ray. And even when called out, like, I'm not racist. It's like, you turned him into a black brute. Why? And I think to this day, people are still defending that author, which is really messed up. I mean, really if, messed up. okay, um, just to putting this out there, if a person of color says that this is a thing that is racist, <laughs> there is a hundred percent chance that <laughs> that thing is actually racist. Uh, but then, so please. <laughs> but then you have the the cool fans of color showing up. To be like, no, it was never racist. Uh, like, so I literally, the last time I saw the Beauty and the Beast story come up, it was uh, two black fans talking, two black Raylo fans talking. And one was going, no, that story was racist. And the other was going, well, as a black fan, and I was like, you can't as a black fan another black person. You can't do that. That's not how that works. You are not entitled to correctness because you have you are also a black person. If you're going, this racist story isn't racist, and as a black person, I believe that it's fine. You can just shut up. <laughs> that's a, that's not a good reason. Yeah, it's just wild. Like, I can't tell other. I I can't. You can't use your your stance. You you can't use your race to invalidate somebody else's. Like, see, that's what I think, and yeah. <laughs> Like if if I as a if I say as a Mexican that I don't like when people use the term wetback, it's offensive. Like you can't be like I am, I'm also Mexican, but I use that term all the time. I don't think it's offensive because your your race your you can't speak for everyone in your entire race. So uh, that's how I that's how I feel. Is that kind of am I in the right headspace? <laughs> Like, I have this whole thing where, well, I have limited patience for those fans of color. So, that's a whole thing. (laughs) But I have this very um, lack of patience with them. (laughs) Because we're all going at different paces on, you know, figuring out where we're at in terms of understanding race and unpacking racism and stuff. Mm -hmm. But since we're all on these different points on the road, right? I cannot stand people who will swerve into your lane and stop their car. Because that's what I see those people as, right? Okay. All right. Like, they're like, uh, I'm here to invalidate your existence. And it's like, but you can't. You can't. And then it's weird, though. If you've seen it, a lot of those fans will be like, oh, well, that fan of color can't speak for all of us right before they're on some, um, I speak for all black people and this is not racist. And it's like, but I can't 
speak for what (laughs) does it make any sense it's wild like like when they were with the john boyega thing when he was getting harassed like the one catfish like was like as a black woman i'm disappointed in you and people were like uh do you see this black woman disappointed in john boyega uh black women in the fandom are hurting and it's like as a black person in the fandom no i'm good (laughs) it was wild that's yeah Thank you for, I'm going to just keep saying thank you because, I, like I said, you're putting a lot of into perspective and it's very um, clear because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I possibly could be doing things that are problematic. So I now mean, I, we are people, therefore yeah. we are problematic. Like. <laughs> it's, but it, I think it's, um, you know, acknowledging why and and being aware so you try not to do it again (laughs) um and then um and you already kind of talked about this too but um the the argument we just like villains in the case of Hux and Kylo it's just so weird and you know they're still writing incredibly boring content um the thing that made me go, wait, this doesn't make any sense, was when I saw, uh, after the Lego, um, the second Lego game came out, I think? No. I don't know how many Lego games we've had. The first Lego game for the sequel trilogy, I think, came out. And, um, in the, in the game, Hux has a cat. Uh-huh. I think. Millicent. I think that's where Millicent the cat came from. Uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure because, you know, that's never been something I needed to know, but <laughs> they gave him Millicent the cat. Okay. And they talked about how great it was. He had a cat in space and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, aside from the fact that I'm not entirely sure that there are cats <laughs> in Star Wars, um, it was the whole goal was he is soft, he is gentle, he is made of love, he has a living being that trusts him. And it was like, (laughs) he is a fascist. If I have to suffer through you guys standing him, at least stand the parts of him that exist. Uh You know, and then of course I promptly saw an actual Nazi standing him, so I had to stop wishing stuff, because then it would come (laughs) true. But, again, I don't see the point. Like, so if I'm writing... Even so, so I'm working on very slowly. I'm working on um, a Killmonger Mbaku story for Black Panther, and it's set after the movie. Um, Killmonger is that film's villain, uh-huh. even though he is kind of anti-hero-y. He's like kind of Jason Todd-esque in that he does bad things. We understand why he did them, and if he was given the room, he could probably do good things. Yeah. And so, but I'm working on the story, and so it's unpacking his baggage. And he's not going to be like, oh man, I had a cat in California and I loved it. He was a tool of the CIA. He's awful. That's part of the story. It's going to be him going, how can I be myself, but maybe not that much? Because Uh M'Baku will kick me off a mountain while his children watch. And I just, I don't understand, like, that whole thing where people are like, well, the reason why, like, uh, I think, what was it? Was it, um, 
the MCU fandom's Hydra trash party. Oh, God. Right? And how people will be like... I hate that. <laughs> I hate that they proselytize. Like, why are you trying to get me to like your ship when I go, I don't like this thing. Why, yeah. are, you, why are you in my mentions? Leave me alone. Gross. Just the act of them bothering me is gross. <laughs> um, like, but um, that idea of like, oh, we just love villains. And it's like, I don't know that you do. Uh, if you okay so I've I see it a lot there's a difference between like Steve Bucky fix where uh, Bucky and Romlo are exes and Romlo like was abusive and gross to Bucky like that that I understand like, I don't and you're those, letting but they exist and I have come to terms with them <laughs> um because you're letting Rumlow be a villain. Like, he is a right. bad dude. <laughs> you're embracing his villainous. I think um, I saw one where, um, years ago, where Rumlow was, like, Steve's ex, but he wasn't a bad guy. He was just Steve's <laughs> ex, and he just kept showing up. And this was, like, it was, like, canon adjacent. <laughs> and I'm just like, do you, the, the appropriate thing to do would be to make him, like, in a, in a Washington, D.C. militia, and like practicing war games with his buddies as if they're not superheroes <laughs> he's going to be one of the fine young men walk marching through charlottesville like mm -hmm. but they're like oh no rumlo's this rumlo's that and i'm like <sighs> no no rumlo is a villain <laughs> like and, and there are ways dude. to write good villains because of course villain is the hero of their own story Yes. And if you're if you keep that in mind that's great. The problem is that for a lot of people in fandom they're like the villain should be the hero of your story. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get that issue where they're not writing them as villains, they're writing them as like like I saw uh a I one of the tweets I was like roasting where I was going through like my period typical fans overreacting uh -huh. thing um was like the tweet I was referring to was like a Raylo shipper was like uh, women have always loved heroic rakes or something like that. And it was just like, <laughs> Kylo Ren is not a rake. <laughs> He's not a rake. He is not. He is not Han Solo, who is not even really a rake. <laughs> not really, you know? But yeah. it's like, they watched Star Wars The Force Awakens and they went, Kylo Ren is the hero. Not of his own story, not in my head. They went of this trilogy. This trilogy, yeah. And they proceeded to make sure that everyone involved with the franchise knew that's how they felt. And they tried to bully their way into getting what they wanted. And they got very close to getting what they wanted. And then he died. <laughs> I was really happy about that. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> Um, well, just because I like like that's what I wanted from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't want redemption. No, I don't think anyone should get a redemption. Any character should get a redemption arc they haven't earned. Like if the rise of Sky. So if 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 we had a if we had four movies, and in the third movie, he did this. He it showed him. 
redeeming himself, rejecting darkness, blah, blah, blah. And then in the fourth movie, we got Ben Demption. I'd be like, I'm annoyed, but at least I saw how this happened. Yeah. I don't understand how any of that happened. And I don't care to, but I, I'm just saying. This, ben Demption, as we got it in The Rise of Skywalker, makes no sense and is unsatisfying. And that should be the thing they're complaining about. Not like, oh man, he died. He doesn't get to have babies and carry on the Skywalker line. It should be, wow. If we had another movie or a longer arc or something, this could have been satisfying. Uh-huh. And they're just like, we couldn't get Ray pregnant the way we wanted him to. And it's like, yikes. Uh, okay. Because uh, then there are issues with sexualizing. and Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It goes f- further than... That's not what this episode's about, so we're not going to go into that. But <laughs> maybe maybe the next episode I'll talk about <laughs> that particular issue. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I like um, you know, there if you're going to like Kylo or Hux or whatever, you need to actually like know, them. Yeah, acknowledge them for that that, yeah. you know, Kylo is not a good dude. He right. like slaughtered a whole village and in like, the Force Awakens. He <laughs> like, didn't do anything to stop the rise of the First Order. He, in fact, contributed to their successes. Like, yes, he did not give the order for the destruction of uh, the Republic, but he didn't stop it. He wasn't like, oh, no, guys, maybe we shouldn't. He was just like, chill, like, whatever, this is happening. And yeah. he killed Lor Santeca, old man, unarmed. He killed his own father, Old man, unarmed. Unarmed. <laughs> he would have let his mom be killed. Old woman, unarmed. Like, <laughs> A, he really hates the elderly. This is clearly a thing. <laughs> but also, like, he's just mean. And, like, it's fine if you're like, I like that. But he still did a lot of things wrong, and he never successfully or meaningfully made up for them. Like, even the wildest, like, Raylo plot of him, like, rejecting the First Order, coming to the Resistance, and trying to make things better, would have been better than what we got, because that didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, if if there's a, there's a story that you want to write, like, with Rey and Kylo, you need to ha- <laughs> embrace it, is what you're saying. Embrace Kylo's badness. <laughs> yeah, like... If you're writing about Kylo, just, like, own it. He is a bad guy. And then, but also understand who Rey is. Like, that's the other thing. A lot of people who are writing Raylo are like, Rey is a delicate baby who just wants to be loved. And it's like, um, while she would appreciate love, I'm sure, um, perhaps not with the guy who has tried to take everything from her. Yeah. You know, like... I think that if you were going to write, like, an AU, that's one thing. But if you're writing canon, there's too much work to be done and not a lot of people are doing it to respectfully write both characters true to themselves. Mm -hmm. Either Kylo is a villain. No, either Kylo is, like, a soft hero baby or Rey is, like, oh, I don't care that you killed your father, tried to kill me, tried to kill my friends, whatever. You're hot. Like, no. Stop that. Stop that. 
gosh. Okay. So I'm, I've learned a lot. <laughs> and I know we've kind of touched on it. Um, but something that I, I specifically wanted to cover in this episode um, because I was on Twitter and I witnessed it <laughs> firsthand and I was like super enraged um, was um, so if you guys aren't aware uh, John if I'm not mistaken it started with John posting a video oh, right of so him like I have the whole timeline and okay, it is okay. actually <laughs> a little longer than a lot of people think like just this oh, wave okay. not like the whole thing so December 10th I think December 10th or 11th, whichever the Wednesday was, um, there, an article went out, um, John Blaga was being interviewed and he talked about, um, his time doing The Last Jedi and he was kind of, he expressed some mild disappointment and whatever. And he also talked about the harassment that, um, like harassment that he and Kelly Marie Tran had gotten and, the I remember this. the way that the interviewer for that article framed it, like people were like, "Oh, this is about Kelly." People, including Lindsay Romaine, who writes for the Nerdist, I think she's an editor or something there, and so she posted to her Twitter about how uh, John Boyega was calling Kelly Marie Tran weak and saying that only weak people are affected by harassment. And so, from December 10th, Raylo fans were calling him a misogynist. And then, so that kept going. Like, I documented all of it. Lindsay Romaine um, apologized, like, three times. Um, but they were not, I, I feel like they were not, um, if I remember oh, correctly, I they were not them. real apologies. None of them They are. were like, None of they them were them like I'm sorry you felt this way type of thing. Or, I'm sorry a- I said this. That are you... Th- you, you just had all these people calling him names. They were lying on him. They said that John cut uh, Kelly out of photos to post on Instagram. Um, it was just really gross. And so that kept going. And it was finally dying down a bit until um, New Year's Eve. So I think it's about like one or two in the afternoon because I, I was like hanging out with my nieces and it was daytime. <laughs> I started seeing an Instagram comment kind of blowing up it was going around twitter where john boyega is replying to someone else who is like now that kylo's dead finn and ray can get together and john goes like brilliant man you're right it's not about who she kisses but who eventually lays down the pipe which is slang for having the sex and it is um, admittedly a mildly crude sex joke that is yes. true. But yes. laying the pipe has always been a consensual thing. That is slang for consensual sex. There is no violence involved in that act. And yet, it blew up. Right? Uh, I remember that, yep. yeah. And then maybe a couple hours later, he posted on Twitter. Um, so he was going back and forth. First, he was going back and forth with Raylo shippers who were like, um, who had seen his comment and who were like, John, you're a misogynist. Like, so that's where the catfish came in. And so he was dealing with all these people accusing him of stuff, adding him. They were like, at John Boyega, you clearly hate women. At John Boyega, does your girlfriend know that you're a pig? Like, 
really rude stuff. Uh, there's also rumors, like, so at that point, you saw people saying that John Boyega was abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying, already from this point, they were like, well, how can we destroy his life? Um, so the thing is that half of the shippers hadn't made it to the realization that this was about his Instagram comment. Yes. Right? So okay. he posted the um, photo, the photo set with the four photos, um, basically mocking the idea of romance and Raylo. And then you had all of these shippers going, oh my God, are you saying I don't belong in the fandom? And it's like, if an actor not liking your ship is enough to make you feel like you don't belong in fandom, you are weak. I'm going to say it right there because no actors ever like any of my ships. Yeah. Like, um, and that is that is really a thing. Like, I am a Dean Cash shipper from Supernatural. Jensen is not. No, he is not. <laughs> but but do you, does that does not stop me at all? Because nope. like, it why it, yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm gonna ship your character. <laughs> like, the shipper, the the actor is never going to have an actual impact on. I mean, in his case, he might have an impact on the fact that the ship didn't get together because of how much power they have yes. and that sucks but for the most part actors don't have power like that so uh-huh. so them harassing John Boyega over any ship is just like you know he had nothing to do with any of this and he even if he was like I hate Raylo J.J. Uh, Abrams J.J. wouldn't have been like okay that's why we're killing him off don't worry man don't worry like that's not how that works but especially because this was all after the fact too. right um <laughs> really they were on edge so so um Lindsay Romaine blew uh, John's comments out of proportion the 10th. The Monday was when I think the press embargo for The Rise of Skywalker happened. And so all of the Raylo shippers were on edge because they were like, what do you mean he died? And then so they were just looking for something to be really upset about. And so they were still, they were ragging on him for the lies that Lindsay Romaine put forward um but then he gave them i guess more an acceptable target by by dunking on their ship and so you had all of this like oh he just hates women and blah 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 and they were adding him i mean i i documented so much more than i ended up posting on my twitter Uh uh-huh because i was just literally going through and screenshotting everyone who added john boyega in the replies to that tweet and it was just awful awful stuff people were like oh you're just jealous because um you wouldn't daisy wouldn't let you touch her uh no wonder daisy was uncomfortable with you when you were filming like they were going out of their way to be like you're a creep and like like lying on him and they were lying on him in very very racist ways And, and then not to mention the fact that they were like um I, I don't know if you've seen um well you probably have but like the way they um like daisy and adam driver sitting next to each other um so not the characters but the actual physical people <laughs> like yeah so um that plays into it too um yeah um so that that so everything happened in the beginning of january and then so in february with the bafta awards um john john and daisy sat together um yes. i don't think Either of them really greeted Adam at the award show. I don't mm-hmm. think so. 
Um, if anything, it was like a, hey, what's up, from Daisy to Adam, right? Yeah. But there were Raylo shippers um, saying, like, oh, man, somebody get her away from him. She deserves better. He's so creepy. Oh, man, somebody needs to save her. I wish Adam was sitting next to her. And it was just I think really I, I even saw... Um... I think I saw something like Adam and Daisy with a fan or something mm-hmm. like reducing him to just like yeah nothing yeah uh, to people like nobody. photoshopped him out of photos yeah. and put uh, which also erases Adam Driver's actual wife who was there with him. <laughs> um, um, many of the people who ship Raylo, no, not many, because actually that's not true. Some of the people who ship Raylo also ship Adam and Daisy, and they're very aggressive about it. Unfortunate unfortunate um yes (laughs) and so their primary way of like harassing john though is just like adding him because it it really it seems like they just want the attention right so if he adds them back uh they can then run to the raylo shippers and be like oh my god john's abusing us john's harassing us they can write like a 20 tweet thread about how unsafe it is to be a woman in fandom um and people will just eat that up yeah. And uh, I I didn't bring it up. So the video you were mentioning. So January yes. 10th was when he put that video out, right? And that video contained him basically dunking on the tweets that he'd gotten on December 31st and January 1st. He didn't cut out the screen names, but it was stuff like since it was him like punching down tweets or cutting them in half, they were very hard to see. I think one of them was like uh, skating over. Yes, it that or was something. the catfish. Yeah. yeah. That was our catfish. And they were like, John Boyega is doxing us. And it was like, he has the same amount of Instagram followers as Twitter followers. You guys were atting him. Those tweets are still available unless you deleted them. And of course, they did delete a lot of them um, because accountability is for the birds. But um, it's just like, you guys were doing this on main. Yeah. Like, um, if you click on his tweet, you can read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're not hidden. They're not like, you're not trying to like, like hide this. You're like doing it in plain sight. <laughs> right. Like you, you said that with your main account, you weren't ashamed of it when you tweeted it. Why are you ashamed now that he's calling it out? You know, and, and, um, I saw someone in, in my thread, I collected it. Someone was like, if he if he hadn't responded, we would have left him alone. And it's like, so you just want him to take your abuse? Like, there were people saying that he did drugs. Uh, they were like, he was coked out during the filming for The Rise of Skywalker. And the other thing is that a lot of... You can't... Nobody talks about their experience on a Star Wars film until 20 years later. So there's yeah. no way anyone knows anything about anything that happened during those movies. Yeah. So... Also, like, John Boyega is super Christian and super Nigerian. So, like, half of the stuff they were saying, it's like, like, the whole thing where it's like, oh, he was just lusting after Daisy. Like, like that whole thing is they took his comment about Ray. Yes, and, and projected it onto Daisy. Right, and that fear, like, oh, no, we have to protect Ray from, we have to protect Daisy from this man who wants to lay his pipe in her. And it's like, John Boyega does not date white women. He has said that. He likes brown women. He has said it. 
he has tweeted like he has retweeted like black women onto his twitter yeah like like, like, he has been thirsty on may and they have not been white women (laughs) and he's repeatedly said that daisy is like his sister yeah but they can't accept that they're like oh he has to have an ulterior motive and it's not even like he he clearly doesn't ship finn and ray yeah that was clearly a joke and they just blew it out of proportion and they've been blowing out of proportion because it's May, and they're still, like, harassing him over it. And then, uh, like, the people going, like, oh, if he would just leave us alone, he's not talking to you guys. You guys are harassing him, and he is replying. <sighs> they're such he, terrible little he, gremlins. He has every right to defend himself. <laughs> like, Well, us rational people understand that. <laughs> Those shippers do not. <laughs> And it's, like, it's really interesting, um, just the dynamic, I guess, because, um, you know, when he, he had tweeted something, made a comment about Finn and Jana. Yeah. And, like, I know that I was, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And even though, like, Finn Poe is my, like, number one and, like, my I would die for that ship, like, I would kill someone to make that ship (laughs) canon, like... (laughs) It was not, to me, it was just like, uh, like, I wasn't sad. Right, it was like, oh, this is what he wanted. It sucks that none of us got what we wanted. Yeah. (laughs) And like, because even that would have been like, cool. But again, it's a, it's a ship with two people of color. So probably. Yeah. um, Like, I guess I just have to be glad they're not siblings. Yeah. But that means (laughs) that that she's probably Lando's daughter. That was pretty upsetting. It's yeah. like, oh, because there's only three people three people of color in the galaxy and they're all related. <laughs> um, what is it? There's a whole thing. So there's this thing I'm working on very, very slowly. And it's like, in space, all the black people are single. <laughs> because, like, all of these sci-fi shows and movies, either the show is like, oh, no, this person dies alone. Probably. Or they're like, or the fandom is like, oh, forget what you saw in the movie or the show. They're going to die alone. We'll make sure of it because we killed them off in our story. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. because it, I think too, like, like for for specifically in Star Wars, um, the most, if you think about it, really, like it should have been a f- like if you're not if you're discounting Finn Poe, like just headship wise, like Finn Ray would ha- should have been the most popular ship. Right, like they're so cute. Yeah, they have a lot of they have they it, like they start out together and and stuff and they go through they grow together they go on their these adventures together. I suspect so. that if the last Jedi hadn't been the last Jedi, we would have gotten Endgame Finray. Okay. But the last Jedi does exist and it does do things <laughs> that I don't like. <laughs> so, um, I've had such a great. This is <laughs> has been very enlightening. Um, so I really want to. Uh, thank you um but before we go um just with um fans in general like like if they see it what should they do should they call it out what do you think um so it depends on what it is and what position you are in right uh so uh right now so it's very hard for white fans to talk about racism because what's been happening is that those cool fans of color who want to keep their position will be like, oh, you're just being white savior talking over us fans of color. And 
so that silences discourse, even though some of the best people writing about racism are white um, anthropologists, academics, whatever, because they have unlearned or in, are in the process of unlearning, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So, um, so it's very difficult to know what to do, when to say it, but um, just, I think the best thing to do is kind of clock your own reactions to stuff. Like, a lot of people really don't think about what they're creating or consuming, so they're just kind of like, ooh, yay, I've just read, you know, every single story in this fandom that has these two white guys. Gotta go to the next fandom, I've read everything. And it's like, but what about brown people? You know, like, think about what you're consuming in terms of characters of color. Think about what you're creating concerning characters of color. Uh, I think a couple years ago there was this goal, like, for every white dude slash up story you wrote, try to create something based on a character of color or focusing on a character of color. And I know there was backlash because nobody likes being told what to do, but mm, perhaps it could be helpful if we put effort in. Because even fans of color struggle. You yeah. know, uh, a yes. lot of us started out writing our white original characters. <laughs> then, yeah, it takes a while to unlearn that. Like I have some, I had to diversify my own original characters. You know, mm-hmm. because I still write some of the characters I started writing when I was thirteen, and I was not aware of critical race theory when I was thirteen. Yeah, you know, no, I didn't nobody was. <laughs> think of. Well, my nieces are, but that's because, unfortunately, they have me. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, they have to deal with this. But (laughs) I had to go through and I was like, well, why are half of my characters white men? You know, and so like my my characters now are way more diverse and it's organic. It's not like, oh, I'm trying to get points for it. It's where are they set? Where is my story set? What is that setting based on? And how can mm-hmm. these characters better represent the world I live in, you know? And yeah. I think that more people should think, like, okay, how can I do better? How can I be better? As opposed to, like, getting just offended at the idea that they could do something wrong in the first place. Like, a lot of people just don't try. They're like, oh, man, uh, I I like what I like. Leave me alone. And it's like, but why do you like what you like? Think about it. You know, like, I think that, because I, I don't actually do call-outs. I think call-outs are largely unhelpful. Call-ins yeah. work really well if you are friends with someone. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, if you're friends with someone and you see, um, like, okay, so if you see someone going, oh, uh, like, mocking the idea that fandom could be racist. Like, oh, can you believe people think shipping Raylo could be racist? And you're friends with them, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Be like, hey, sorry, like, but I saw your tweet, like, kind of mocking this thing. You just checking that you understand that, like, the fandom itself is pretty racist. And then, like, write down their name because they'll probably block you so you can go back and block them. <laughs> but, you know, um, the one thing uh, I talked about, I talked about it on Patreon, I think, earlier this last month was that like a lot of people will tell me like oh so and so is talking about you I saw it and here's what they said and it's like I don't actually want to see that names are good enough just let me block but when you see someone slandering a person 
a performer or fan of color, that's something you should call out. And that's something that you should block for. Uh Either or. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not something you should be like, oh, man, uh, one of my mutuals said this. Well, why are you still mutuals with them? Yeah. You know? And the other thing is, like, at the end of the day, everybody's going to do what they want. And and that's the thing I, I've never, I got, I realized that nobody gets that I'm going to do what I want. So you should do what you want, but I'm doing what I want responsibly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and you can have your, your cake. You can have your white dude slash it. You can have, you can even have your Raylo. You can have pretty much whatever you want in terms of fandom. And have a good fandom experience along with critical thoughts. Like, like so we mentioned ABO, right? Yes. A lot of people really don't like it. And that's okay. That, honestly, though, does not affect me in any way beyond why don't they like it? Okay, if I'm writing or reading it, let me make sure that I don't do those things. Like that. Yeah. But I don't need to perform that. I don't need to be like, oh, I just read this ABO story. That doesn't help anyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think, uh, like, um, a lot of people will, like, I, like, will write about, uh, sorry, because I am an, I love ABO. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people acknowledge, like, that there is, in terms of the consent, it's a little bit, can right. get a little bit wonky, like, with heat sex and stuff like that. But they acknowledge it and they say i tried to make it as you know consensual as possible gender and gender is also a issue like so there's a lot going on but like liking something there are some things that i'm like please don't please don't do this usually i say that internally there are some kinds of fan content i do find absolutely reprehensible not this squicks me but this shouldn't exist and i don't usually talk about those things because I don't know how to talk about those things but I think that at least recognizing they exist like especially like like all the conversations about like censorship and fandom and it's like no one is censoring anything there are people who are absolutely gross little poops who will hurt and harass people but you can block people yeah. You know, like, you don't need to make a thread about how you're being censored in fandom because an account with 200 followers called you a bad word. Just block them and yeah. block all their followers. Just move on. You know, like, you yeah. do get to do what you can to protect yourself. Even if you, people are saying that you, the thing you like is problematic, if you're like, I don't want to listen to it, you can just not listen. Nobody's the boss of you. But yeah. you do have to be honest with yourself about why you're doing it. Like, if somebody was, like, like, I don't get my feelings hurt about, like, fan content. Like, so I'm not gonna, like, if, if somebody right now did a thread that was, like, here's why people who like ABO are garbage. I'm not gonna be, like, oh my god, my feelings are so hurt. I am garbage. I'm gonna be, like, eh. There are probably points here. I'm not gonna read it. And then I'll mute the person. If I'm not in the headspace to read that thread, I'm not in the headspace to read that thread it's fine like I don't there's just so much going on and it's weird that like people actually don't get how nuanced all of this is yeah even the people who are like uh aunties don't understand anything and it's like "Mm, y'all also uh exist in a black and white point of view yeah 
so perhaps gray it up. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> like, we're all problematic. And that's happening. Yeah. Like, There's it's not necessarily no... okay, but it is happening. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, like, I, like, I, <laughs> I, as, like, someone who, like, and I would go back to, I know it's, we're talking about Star Wars and the Star Wars fandom, but, you know, like, other ships, too, like, so I was like, okay, I can, now I feel better. Like, I, for a while, I was like, like, oh, man, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't ship Sam, um, Steve Bucky anymore oh, like, because Sam exists. Like, at the end of the like day, I, right? I felt bad, you know what I mean? So, this reminds me of, um, okay, so, like, I used to be really big in the, not big, because I was, like, 12, but I was really into the Gundam Wing fandom when I was, like, 12. <laughs> and the Gundam Wing fandom, so there were two main pairings. Right? Uh-huh. There was Hiro Yui and Duo Maxwell, and there was Katra uh, Rabarba Winner and Troa Barton. Those were four of the five characters, main characters in the show. Uh-huh. The fifth character, Wu Fei Chang, people didn't really like him. Except for me, that was my baby, right? <laughs> but this was, so, or they didn't see him as slash shippable. Uh-huh. So when you'd read, you know, you're like, oh, everybody's gay. And then they're like, Wufei, in a heterosexual relationship since birth. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> what? But the way that that fandom handled him, like, they still gave him narratives. He was still there. You know, a lot of people who are creating content, like, so they like their ship, right? They are not multi, yeah. they're not a polyamory shipper. Yeah. But they're, they like their ship. And they're capable of going, oh, yes, but I'm also going to create content focusing on this character, uh-huh. you know, because I like this character. But for too many people, they only see the white dudes. They only see the Raylo. They only see whiteness. Uh-huh. So that's all they focus on in their fan works to the point of kind of demonizing black characters and other characters of color. And it's just like some level of critical thinking has to go into it. Like, you don't have to stop... You don't have to start shipping Sam and Bucky. But... Who do you ship Sam with? Do you ship Sam with someone? Ship him with that person. Create a cute, meet-cute coffee shop thing. Give Sam a girlfriend or boyfriend. Sam Nat. (laughs) Sam Nat is good. Sam Nat is good. Sam Nat is really good. Don't Unfortunately, just... so because of the multi thing, I have. <laughs> no, I'm very Bucky Nat. Oh, God. I'm like anti Bucky Nat. Like, I know it's a huge thing in the comics. I know, I know I've read the comics, why. but like, ugh. That's why it makes up, like, it, the comics make me angry because they don't actually do it well. Yeah. Let me be very clear here the comics do not do <laughs> Bucky Nat very well. It's just what sparked the Bucky Nat in me. Because, like, I have this whole, like, college AU, and it's, like, you, like, the pairing list is, like, very, like, obviously this bitch is a multi, because it's, like, (laughs) so it's Sam, Steve is the main pairing, Bucky, Nat, Thor, and and Aurora, who is also dating Emma Frost. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah. Then you have, I think, I'm not sure how this happened, 
but I'm pretty sure T'Challa and Nightcrawler are in a relationship. <laughs> because, like, I'm one of those people, I was like, oh, it's a crack ship, this is fine. And then I start shipping the crack ship seriously. And then you're like, wait, I made a horrible mistake. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the DC fandom, I started shipping Harvey Dent and Lex Luthor. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm the only... No, there's at least one person who ships them, too, but nobody's writing that content, so I have to write that content, but I don't want to write that content. <laughs> at all. I, I, You know what? I had, like, a, a conversation with... Uh... Uh, Finn Kylo shipper. That was really they are so cool. I cr- <laughs> yeah, she was super cool. Like, I love that for many of them, especially the black shippers, they're like, we started doing this out of spite and then we cared. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I love you. Yeah, she. W- it was a really good conversation. I was like, I'm not, this is not my jam. Um, but then she showed me fan art. I was like, oh, this is this is cute what's going on what's like, wrong with me i think that's a ship i could get into as like an alternate universe thing but that's also how yeah. i feel about a lot of star wars ships period though yeah. like give me an au i'll probably make it work <laughs> yeah so so basically my takeaway from this is ship what you want to ship but be mindful of like critical thinking um how you're treating the women the the people of color um how you're interacting with you know the fans how you're writing them um and other other than that i think uh i'd also say that like be aware like try your best but Uh, also don't go go into it thinking like yeah i have done the woke thing i am doing everything perfectly and then getting upset when people are like "Mm, not really Mm. Because you can't yeah. please everyone. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell you'll be able to do it. But you can write really well. You know, like, I remember with... So the whole thing with, like, Franzeska that I mentioned, where she was, like, kink kink shaming was possibly one of the reasons Finn and Poe wasn't as popular. And it was because people were writing really racist Finn and Poe content, and Black and Latinx uh-huh. fans were like, stop this racist shit. And white fans were going, well, we'll just stop writing period and you people don't understand that you can write your really great not safe for work content with characters of color it can work you just have to be aware like like the kinks that work for white characters may not work as well for characters of color like anything involving slavery yeah or maybe don't maybe like don't make Poe a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> like, please don't. Please don't. And at the end of the day, like, no one can make anyone do something they don't want to do. So yeah. if you're like, I want to write Poe's a drug dealer, you're terrible. But is anyone actually capable of stopping you? Unfortunately, no. You're just gonna have to deal with the fact that you're gonna get roasted. Yeah. And if you can people... handle that, go for it, I guess. But we will too. We will roast. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like gonna... that's the that's the one thing. Like, I've seen people be like, "Oh man, uh, I wrote this content, and people are being really upset with me, and they're being really mean to me, and it's like really racist." And it's like, you chose to post that. It is very racist. And, like, we're not even talking about, like, 
this could be a misunderstanding. We're talking about like this black female character needs to be put in her place due to violence or with violence. And it's like, yeah, you're getting got for that. <laughs> like, yeah. what did okay. you expect would happen? <laughs> oh. I really. Wow, I can't. There's. There's a lot in this episode that I that I learned. So, uh, again, thank you. <laughs> oh gosh, um, we've been talking for two hours. I'm so sorry. No, it's a it's okay. <laughs> um, I probably will edit some stuff out that has nothing to do with that. We kind of veered off topic, but <laughs> um, I I I cannot thank you enough because um, you know, like I I was always like. I was just worried about how I was, you know, taking things and saying things and how my ship, if my ship was okay to ship or not. And obviously I don't need somebody else to validate me. Um, But it is nice to know that, uh, like, as far as, you know, like if I'm doing something, like I don't want to, I want to be aware that I'm not, you know, inadvertently hurting, hurting somebody else with my shipping. So, um, that was this has been really enlightening and i'm i'm so glad we got to have this conversation um so um before we go uh please tell everyone where they can find you where they can read your stuff um all right and uh um okay so i have two twitter accounts i'm on twitter as stycho mansory it's my personal um but i do a lot of my tweeting for my website there anyway because i can't ever remember to tweet elsewhere And then I have my Twitter account for my website, Stitch Media Mix. Um, And then my website itself is stitchmediamix.com. And so I've been writing there for the past five years. And it's critical content about media, media fandom, um, and occasionally some fiction. Um, I have a book published, but like, I don't know if anybody wants to read it, but it's in the Judge Dread universe. It's Judge Anderson's Judge Anderson Flytrap, uh, and it's in Judge Anderson Year Two. So, because you could buy the ebook separately with just my story, or all three stories um, combined, and they're really good. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. That's so. That's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're really cool. <laughs> Uh, I was like, come on to my podcast about Star Wars ships, and you're like, published. (laughs) Oh, and I have a podcast. Sorry, I also have a podcast. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, it is called Stitch Talks-ish, and you can find it on my website or on Spotify, because I wanted to call it Stitch Talks Shit, but I didn't want to get censored. So, Stitch Talks-ish. Censorship. Um. And of course, as for me, you can always find me on Twitter or Instagram at Celestial Intent. Um, my DMs are open if you ever want to talk about um, issues in the Star Wars fandom with regards to shipping, or if you have a ship and you want to come on and talk about this the ship, please, please send me a DM. I I'm ready to talk out about all the ships, all of them, every single one, <laughs> even if I don't like them. I'll look, talk to you about them (laughs) all right thank you guys 
Starships is a Clashing Sabers production, but claims no right to any licensed sounds, names, etc. All that stuff belongs to the original creator. We just use them for informational and educational purposes only, and to make the show a little bit more fun. Basically, if they made it, it's theirs. If we made it, it's ours. Now, if you got that all figured out, we got some Moof Milker who installed a compressor on the ignition line we gotta take care of. Hey, move, ball.